Welcome back to Fantasy Island. That's right, guys. Week one's ballers and bums and myself, Bombo T. We just nailed a lot of guys, but we whipped on some too. But we're going to talk about the guys who actually did good and did bad for your fantasy teams. Bombo, go ahead and talk about the ballers for week one, buddy. If we're going to talk about ballers from week one, we're going to have to go with the number one baller of them all, and that is Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill, the cheetah. Targeted 15 times, turned that into 11 catches for 215 and two touchdowns. Depending on how your fantasy scoring, that man probably won you your week. Huge numbers. It's what we were expecting from a first-round talent. Um, there wasn't a lot of first-rounders that were performing like first-rounders, but I don't think that you have to worry about that with Tyreek Hill for the rest of the year. Another wide receiver that was balling out, Jacoby Myers for the Raiders. It took him two years to score a touchdown in New England. He had two of them his first game in Las Vegas. Uh, he had a scary injury to end that game. Um, hopefully he's back on the field. But I think with Jacoby Myers and Devontae Adams, the Raiders could make some noise in the air. Do you know what his injury status is at this point, Bombo? Uh, as of right now, he hasn't been practicing. So And we'll keep you guys updated on Jacoby Myers. But definitely somebody. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's not career ending. I mean, not, not it's not year ending. No. So I think is he still safe to pick up? Wouldn't you say if he's out, if he's available, Bombo? I'd pick him up. For sure, can pick him up. For sure, pick up the number two receiver that's familiar with that quarterback in that system. Uh, on the other side of Devontae Adams, that's going to be eating up, you know, team's worst corner. Another guy I want to talk about that's a first rounder, Christian McCaffrey. Old, consistent. If when he's healthy, we've already said it. If he's healthy, he can win you your league. And, you know, he's healthy right now. He had over 165 yards, one long touchdown. Uh, he was really what was driving that offense in San Francisco. They put it on the Steelers. He just really looked good. Everything was clicking for them. I think as long as Christian McCaffrey's legs are healthy and he keeps on running the way that he's running, um, sky's the limit for the 49ers. You think You think Christian McCaffrey's going to have the same kind of week against that Rams defense that surprised Seattle and didn't even let them run last week, Bombo? You think CMC's going to be able to run against the Rams this week? I got to go with what my eye has seen, and my eyes have seen these 49ers give it to these Rams for like the past two years. Even even when the Rams teams are better, it just seems like they can't beat this 49ers team. Good point. Uh, until I see otherwise, I'm going to go with the 49ers on this one, but I also don't want to see a blowout. I want to see a big fantasy game. Good point. Sides. Good point. Who else is on your list, Bombo? On the quarterback position, we got to, if Tyreek Hill balled out, you know his quarterback did. Tua. And I, hey. I'm right there with you, King, on the Tua for MVP talk. Let's get that train moving right saying, now. Because dude. if he utilizes all of his weapons, doesn't turn the ball over, does a few things with his legs to drive to get first downs, I don't see why at the end of the year why we won't be talking about Tua as an MVP candidate. He's doing things that we're expecting out of Mahomes, that we're expecting out of Rodgers, things like that. Tua is quietly doing it. Unless you have his name in your mouth, and then you're going to hear from him. But Tua balled out, went in there and took advantage of the Chargers. And as long as he has Waddle and as long as he has Tyreek Hill putting up big numbers, he's going to be the beneficiary from the quarterback position. Another quarterback that balled out was Mac Jones. Good old Mac Jones getting him off of the pile. So the Bill O'Brien offense is definitely in effect in New England. They took the clipboard from the old man. They got a real offensive mind in there drawing up plays. And Mac Jones looked good. He went against a real stout Philadelphia defense, and he put up numbers with no names. Right. Kendrick Bourne. I mean, it, I, you know, these guys, Juju Smith's yeah, sister. Yeah, they got nothing there, dude. Nothing. You know what I mean? And even Hunter Henry was dropping balls, and they were right there at the end of the game. So, hey, Billy yeah. O'Brien, man. That's what I'm saying. He's going to rejuvenate Mac Jones, pick him up off that waiver wire. 
Only like 30% rostered, bro. Not even that. I think that's after the surge of the waiver wire pickups from Monday and Tuesday. I mean, we he's still out there. Yeah, he's out there. We did good, man. We talked about a lot of these guys, you know what I mean? But I, I think definitely these ballers for week one needed some notoriety. But on the other hand, there were guys that were just fucking bums, dude. They were crap. You know, you talked about the cheetah, the elite guys. He, he was a number three rated receiver behind one of these guys is Jamar Chase. And I get it, man. And we talked about Burrow, and I don't think he's healthy, bro. And I'm worried about his calf because, you know, I think that's, Okay, here's the other thing. Your boy Aaron Rodgers blew out his Achilles, right? But he had a bad calf. He had a calf trouble mm -hmm. in training camp. It always leads to that Achilles popping. So I hope Burrow doesn't pop his Achilles because I got him in a couple leagues anyway. But, I mean, the reality is there were bums all over the place on in week one. There were guys that didn't perform anywhere. Geno Smith, Kenneth Walker. I mean, you name it, just guys everywhere. Pittsburgh took a shit. Houston took a shit. Fucking New York Giants took a shit. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. This list could be endless. But the four guys we're going to target, Jamar Chase with Joe Burrow, because they're connected and they were so highly rated. The other one was Lamar. Like, dude, what happened with Lamar? They played Houston. They were supposed to tear him up. They ended up covering the spread, nine and a half points, Bombo. But is Lamar really a guy going forward that's really going to get this thing going? Because they couldn't pass the ball for shit. They couldn't throw the ball. Zay Flowers was the only guy doing anything. You think their passing game is going to get going at some point this year, Bombo? Or folks should start looking elsewhere at their quarterback for, if you got Lamar? There were some high expectations for Lamar. Because uh, if you remember around this time last year, the first four or five weeks, Lamar was slinging that thing. He was throwing it to, to Marcus Robinson and some of these other guys. They got him Odell. They got him Zay Flowers and a healthy Rashad Bateman. There should be no excuses. Yeah, his, good old reliable uh mark andrews wasn't there but that's when i expect some of these other receivers to shine and we just didn't see it we, we didn't see lamar really do it with his legs either that's even after jk dobbins went down so hopefully this is just one of those games for lamar but honestly for where we're drafting him and what we expect we we expect very few of these games so hopefully he doesn't have too many more of these absolutely not you know and another stinker and bum that we're going to talk about is the fucking backfield aside from kenneth gainwell in philadelphia Rashad Penny, DeAndre Swift. I mean, come on, man. DeAndre Swift is supposed to be the next coming over there. He's good, man. We got him. We got a guy from Detroit. We lost Miles Sanders, but we're going to get a guy just as good, just as dynamic. He had one fantasy point, man. They said that there was a huge drop. He had a drop where he was wide open, and the coaching staff just pulled him. And they said they were too quick on it. They needed to get him more involved, everything else, and it just ruined his game flow. What say you, Bombo? During the summer, they released a preliminary depth chart for the backfield of the Eagles, and Gainwell was on top, Then you had everybody else, and then somebody pointed out, oh, that it's just in alphabetical order. That can't be what it really is, because Swift was on the bottom. Maybe that's not what it was, because Rashad Penny was a healthy scratch, but it looks like he's buried in that depth chart as the most talented runner on the team. Now, that's two teams in a row, so hopefully... The Eagles are figuring something out, and maybe they're just trying to overcomplicate their game plan for that one game. But I don't think this is sustainable where they can keep an athlete that's that good without touching the ball. What do they do all these moves for if they're not going to use them? Because they had Gainwell already there. So the plan couldn't have been to replace Miles Sanders with Gainwell and just have DeAndre Swift doing a couple of gadget plays here and there. There has to be a plan, because if there's not, 
that's just a big waste of talent. No, absolutely. And, and I, the other part is, can either one of these guys stay healthy? Because both of them have a serious injury track record. So it's going to be one of those wait and see things. I'm not really confident in DeAndre Swift, and I have in a lot of leagues because I really felt like he was going to run a little bit more aggressively this year, you know, being slighted from Detroit, let go, a kid drafted to take his place, uh, you know, uh, a rival, you know, we're going to pick up a rival free agent to take your place because you suck. I mean, there was a lot there, man, and they didn't do it. So we're going to have to see going forward, Bombo, but that's going to close up our ballers and bums for week one. We'll get back at you soon.